Um, I didn't think of what greeting to do. What's another way of saying hello? Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bloody Bizarre Podcast. I'm Sarah. My name's Emma. Welcome back. No, no, no. This is... Oh. This is- <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. No. <laughs> okay, thanks, well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for um, tuning in. This episode is... So we're recording it at some point in the past... You'll be hearing it in the future. We don't need to delve on it. Just thanks for thanks for tuning in. This uh, is this is a spare episode. It's one of the spare. Oh, episodes. Wally's down. Wally the Willy Wagtail. Told you they mean death, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they're a warning. Well, I see him all the time. Um, we are recording at my house. This is Emma speaking. We're recording at my house, and Sarah's brought her dog to um, hang out with my dog, and so you're probably going to hear them throughout as well, plodding around and. Yeah, they get a bit excited when they're both together and they won't sit still. So if you hear that, sorry. So yeah, this episode is going to be a little bit of a different one because this is one of the spare episodes that we're recording that we're just going to like drop in at some point. Um, It's not on the schedule and because it's not on the schedule, you don't, you wouldn't have a clue what this is, do you? Me? Nah. It's such a fun one. All right. Um, well, is there anything- me in a dream. No, it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you want to... To, uh, speak of at the top well no because it's, it's a, gonna be out of because i don't know when it's, yeah when we're gonna upload it i don't want to say anything and it not make sense well i guess you can just jump in then okay i've got a name for this episode right. i'm calling it a sack full of superstitions a sack full yeah <laughs> what a sack well i was thinking of like um father christmas oh okay <laughs> not like a nut sack <laughs> yeah well i mean everyone's gonna think that i don't no. <laughs> Okay, well. Get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> okay. I didn't come up with the name Sack. Sack full of superstitions. Okay. I'm going to tell you my sources. Artsandculture.google.com, WashingtonPost.com, Folklore.usc.edu, EverydayHealth.com, MerriamWebster.com, BurialDay.com, Exemplar.com, NoongarCulture.org.au, and Wikipedia. Quite an eclectic mix there. Yes. For an eclectic episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. The whimsy that you are exhibiting here is annoying me. (laughs) 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 Okay. Sarah's had her first coffee in three days as well, so she's pinging. I wonder if I can mention... It depends when you drop the episode. Say it now, and then you could always cut it out if you need to. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I am pregnant, so... I'm not drinking a lot of coffee and I just, I've had like half a coffee and I'm pinging. I got Abby um, a t-shirt that says big sister. And I was thinking the way I could tell the grandparents is take Abby over and be like, oh, you can take her cardigan off and then have her just wearing that shirt. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'd be that observant. Dad wouldn't. Dad would be like, what? (laughs) The Merriam-Webster dictionary Uh. (laughs) defines superstition as... A belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance, or a false conception of causation. I, that's such a like... A good one, hey? But like almost like rude. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who is superstitious, it's like you're an idiot. Yeah, but well... It's true. Obviously, I'm not like mad at it. You're like, I'm not saying it. That's Merriam-Webster. Merriam <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was a good one. It kind of encompasses a lot of things that you could call superstition. 
Um, there are literally hundreds of superstitions from all around the world and people often make up their own superstitions. I don't know if you've done this, but I do sometimes. I'm not even thinking it. It's just like I'm like, oh, if I get behind this particular car, that always makes me go faster or something like that, like just weird things. Um, I don't know. Do you do that? Well, I think that mine are like mental illness based. <laughs> like what? Like I might be like, um, uh, oh, I've noticed a lot of out of town license plates. Maybe people are watching me. <laughs> Not in any real way, you know, just like. <laughs> um, I think that's more paranoia. Yeah. Because, you know, I get that thing where if I hear a car, uh, if I'm in bed and I hear a car like doing a burnout or something, I immediately get scared. <laughs> I'm like, they're coming for me. <laughs> they're about, angry and they're coming for me. I had one of the scariest nightmares I ever had was that I was in bed and I heard like a car like driving crazy. Yeah. And then it's he, scary. And then he, but then the car came up on my lawn and was like, like um, ripping up my lawn and was like just doing burnouts on my lawn and was like, um, like flinging mud at my windows and like yeah. just going mental as if like I was someone that was an enemy to them and they yeah. were like trying to send a message. message yeah it was so scary that is really scary and that that's the sort of thing that goes through my head is i think that it's somebody who's angry and unhinged yeah and like for some reason i just think they're gonna drive to my house <laughs> <laughs> i'll hear them like down on our oh i'll cut out that name yeah I'll down hear, on the highway i'll hear them down on the highway and be yeah. like they're coming <laughs> yeah i mean you have mentioned multiple times in this podcast even about the willy wagtail theory mm-hmm. that they mean death mm-hmm. um i think i'm accidentally superstitious like my brain immediately goes superstitious and well, so, then i have to rein it in and be like no stop i think that humans in general are superstitious yeah. we're always looking for for meaning we're always looking for links and for causation when there is no causation that's true actually it's just sort of like instinctual to yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a human thing i think to to kind of like you, you wouldn't computers would never be superstitious yeah you know yeah But I also don't want to throw any shade on people who are very superstitious because it's not. Well, Miriam did. Yeah. Well, she can. She can. We won't. We're we're better than her. So I, th- I also put here, um, sometimes people make up their own superstitions, sometimes not even consciously, because I think that we do do that. I'm trying to think of a good example. Of- yeah, I'm, I don't know that I do. Not because I'm better than anyone. Because <laughs> I, I think because I'm not that creative. You know what I do? I have to do things on like a, a round number at time of day. Yeah, so I yep. can't do something at 11.48. I will wait until 12 yeah. to do it. Yeah, see, that's. I think a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, well, now it's now that's, it's 12.05, that's so I have to wait That's not necessarily superstitious. That's more like feeling good in my body about the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, look, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just go with the first definition. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, I'm not going to list every superstition in existence. What? Yeah, because that would – I mean, we could – What are we just, even doing That could then? just be our whole podcast. We could do, like, a side podcast ah. of every different superstition. We're not calling it a sack of superstitions, though. Yes. Sack of superstitions, and we'll spell it S-A-C. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I've done is I've just gone through and picked out some either really well-known ones or ones that I found interesting or just ones that jumped out at me. Okay. So the first one, number one. Yes. Yeah, he breathes like a, like a man, like yeah. a human man. It, yeah. some, it, when we're in bed, 
together (laughs) (laughs) when i'm in bed and he's on his bed um and he's snoring it sounds like the cadence of a man yeah i guess he's almost as big as a man i reckon that he has the lungs of a man probably and it's like i don't have a boyfriend by by choice Mm. and it's like somehow i've managed to get the annoyance of like a man breathing yeah yeah an older man too i would say yeah not not a young man no 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 not a young sprightly man (laughs) um okay number one an old fat (laughs) (laughs) like labored breathing man (sighs) (sighs) okay never kill spiders in your home Oh, well, I don't anyway. Yep. I started off with this one because I love spiders and I don't like that people kill them. So this is, you know, superstition says not to as well. Okay. This one is apparently from Native American culture. And the basis of it is that spiders are messengers. So spiders that are bringing you a warning of something bad are wolf spiders, black widows, and tarantulas. Okay. Well... Well, the only one of those that we would generally have in um, in w, like in our areas, is the wolf spider. Yeah, do we get black widows here? I think I think they're they look like um, they Black look back. like redbacks. Redbacks. What? Hang on, hang on a minute. Is this just one of those weird like oh, yeah. Americans call them this and we call them this? The redback spider, also known as the Australian black widow. What the fuck? Yeah. But is there an an American black widow? Like, is that a different thing? Surely. Uh, Redbacks are the same as black widows. It was once thought that the redback spider, Latrodectus hasselti, was a subspecies of the black widow spider, but it is now known to be a distinct species. Okay. So they must be different, but for some fucking reason, we call redback spiders Australian black widows. That's weird. And did you know, while we're on the topic of spiders... Mm -hmm. Redback spiders are so overblown with their dangerousness. I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're for, fine. For um, American listeners who may not know, as kids, you, you got told that um, redback spiders, if you got bitten, you were going to die. And now we've been told on our, like, they like might you, make you a bit sick. That's yeah. It. Like for babies and old, mm. sure, keep them away from them. Mm. But for like us, let mm. them live. Yeah. Let them do their job. Yeah, I used to think it was such a big deal when I found a redback. And now, like, I find them all the time in the chairs. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> flick uh, you off. If I get bit, I get bit. Same thing with uh, white back sp- white tail spiders. Are they not that bad either? Not that bad at all. The fuck? Why do they tell us these things? I guess, like, it's bad to get bitten in yeah, any like case. It can still make you, like, unwell for a day or two. I don't even know if they could do it. I know that, like, with white tail ones. Um, like white backs? You know, you know the ones that have like the longish body and they've got a yeah. white t- tip. Yeah, but what about whitebacks? Are they still dangerous? Well, what are whitebacks? Hang on. <laughs> this is you've opened a can of worms. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just love spiders. They're whiteback cool. speedrays. Yeah, so these are the ones I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They're the white tip, white whiteback, white tip. I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, but there are ones that look like redbacks, but they've got a white bit on them. I don't know. Well, but these ones like. You like you might get like a little bit of itchiness and burning in the, at the bite site, but there's nothing like really bad about them. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, those are the ones that are bringing you a warning or a message of something bad coming, much like the willy wagtails. Okay. So if you see one in your house and it seems like it's trying to get your attention, <laughs> it might be trying to warn you about something. I just imagine like one of it having its arms out. Yeah. Um, when I was reading up about this, it was. I don't want to say fun. Like, this is Native American law. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, like, teasing it or anything. But they were, they were saying, like, 
if the more the spider is not acting like a spider, the more it's trying to get your attention. So if it's like, <laughs> you know, like coming out in the middle of the wall so you can see it and doing random stuff, it's trying to get your attention to give you a message. All right. Um, spiders and their webs are also symbolic and karmic. Chief Seattle said in 1888, quote, humankind has not woven the web of life. We are but one thread in it. Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. All things are bound together. All things connect. End okay. quote. How beautiful is that? Yeah, I guess it's like a butterfly effect type situation. Yeah. Right? Did you also know that that's where Seattle got its name from Chief Seattle? Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Oh, I love Seattle. Yeah. So hang on. Spider wants to get your attention, give you a message. Is the is it just you're kind of supposed to take it like, okay, they're trying to tell me that something bad is happening, yeah. and then that's the message. Like, be cautious. Right. You're not. Tr- you're, we're not trying to like decode. It's saying something. No. Or- no. But the the point is that if you kill them, that's like bad karma. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of karma, I don't know if this is going to be before or after. No, it will be before. Guess who got Taylor Swift tickets? (laughs) (laughs) As often as I can mention Taylor Swift in this podcast, I'm going to try. Yeah, go for it. I'm cool with that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, don't kill spiders. Great. Tick done. Next. Number two, having a rocking chair in your home is unlucky. Oh. This one hails from Ireland. Apparently an empty rocking chair is an invitation to evil spirits to take a seat. That's kind of nice though. Yeah. I mean, I've got a rocking chair in my house. Take a load off, Beezlebub. It's particularly bad if you rock an empty rocking chair. Ah. And if the rocking chair rocks on its own, then you done fucked up and it's too late. There's oh, already no. an evil spirit sitting there. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And you best believe that evil spirits love to take a seat and they will not get up without a fight. <laughs> Lazy bastards. Lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a rocking chair in the nursery that's been there for over a year. And, and you wonder why Abby is like a little demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why she's waking up so much. There's like And just staring into the camera. A, yeah. There's an evil spirit sitting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is the evil spirit. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> oh, do you know what my pregnancy craving has been? Cheese. Cheese. I just want everything cheese. To be fair, that is not a pregnancy craving. That it's is just a, like a craving. an everyday craving for you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's been like on steroids. Like I just want cheese all the time. I have cheese here if you want some. Um, I don't have any like vehicle for you to eat it on. Well, like, the other on. night I was just like chopping it up and eating it off the block. Maybe afterward. Okay. Number three. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yep. That's all I've got for that one. Number three, never have your front and back door open at the same time. There are so many superstitions about doors. People like when you think about doors, people put crosses on them to ward off evil. Um, Like a new bride being carried over the threshold. Don't walk through a door with your left foot first. Like there are so many things to do with doors. Okay. Um, But I chose this one particular because there's a directly opposing superstition that you should leave your front and back door open. So I thought it was interesting because it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. So Mm. the superstition that you don't is because it invites evil through. But I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. (laughs) (laughs) But on the positive side, they say that leaving both the back and front open at the same time allows evil to... Or like bad thoughts and evil to come in and then leave through the back. I'll tell you what else it does. It creates a nice cross breeze. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like having my back yeah. and front door open. So yeah. when I read that one, I was like, mm, I don't like that. So I'll find the opposing one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find the point of view that I agree with. 
Uh, and you know, all the spider haters are going to be like, actually, I heard this superstition that you should kill spiders. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, I don't know how or where this one started. The leaving the two open at the same time, I think, might be feng shui, which is a bit okay. different to superstition. But yep. I think that one might be rooted in that. But I don't know where the not leaving them open. I don't know where that one comes from. Couldn't find it. Okay. Number four, crossing your fingers brings good luck. This one started out in pagan times. Originally, people would cross fingers with someone else. So like my index finger crossed with your index finger. Like that. Like that. Yeah. And then over time, uh, and that was a way to both seal a pact and concentrate the forces of good spirits. I like the idea of agreeing to something and then going. Yeah. Instead of a handshake. Yeah. 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 Over time, people realized that they could cross their own two fingers together. So like Uh, left hand, right hand, uh, like that. uh And then that devolved into, hey, I can just cross. Hey, I can do it with one hand. do it with one hand. And with the other hand. Bite a bear. Yeah, hold a sword. Yes. Yeah. So then they just figured out they could do that. So that's how that one started. I love the the first person that was like, hang on, if I use one hand, that leaves the other one free and I'm still crossing my fingers. And then they were like, and I could cross the other one too. It's double double good luck. And then I bet they were like... And I can cross the other two fingers on the hand. Oh, my God, I can cross my toes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I bet they thought their luck was, like, just about to sky. They were like, yeah. and do you reckon they told anyone at first? Or do you reckon they were like, I'm going to keep this to yeah. myself. This is my little lucky trick. And then somebody, somebody saw, saw them. them. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, well, cat's out of the bag now. Yeah. <laughs> Have I got a hack for you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this next one. It started in China and it also could be feng shui based. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying feng shui. I was going to say, do you know that you're saying feng that right? Feng shui? Feng shui. I don't think it's feng shui. Feng shui. That's how I've always said it. Yeah, okay. Could be incorrect. Well, if, if you are listening and I'm saying it wrong, please let me know. Absolutely let her know. If you move house, it's bad luck to bring your old broom. So the belief is that basically your broom sweeps up all of the dirt and negativity from your house so that means if you buy a new house and bring your old broom, you're bringing all of that old negativity with you. So instead, you need to chuck out your broom when you get a new house and start fresh with a new one. Sounds to me like the big broom industry created that one. Mm, could be. They were like, what's happening is people are only buying one broom and using it for years and years and years. We need to... Millennials are killing the broom industry. <laughs> Broomers. <laughs> Broomers hate us. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number six. Never go straight home after a funeral or being at the cemetery. This one is apparently it comes from a Filipino tradition called Pag Pag. As you can probably guess, the superstition is basically that if you go straight home, a spirit might tag along mm-hmm. and and then yeah, you're bringing it into your home with you because it's it's with you. It's like a stray dog that's followed you home. And that's it. You need to stop somewhere along the way, even if it's just at a petrol station or something or like stop at the shop, whatever. Um, And then I guess the evil spirit gets out there. And then you're like, sorry, (laughs) he's yours now. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine um, if that was true, if that was a thing that happened, the petrol station closest to the cemetery would be like overrun with spirits. Yeah. I wonder if that happens in the Philippines because this is more like a, a Filipino thing. If there's, like, nothing nearby the, the um, cemeteries. Yeah. I, I think that you could probably stop at, like, a park or something. You you just have to stop somewhere. You Still, you're, you're putting and, – and what's wrong with having a spirit follow you home? Could be a, a nasty one. Or it could be the one that uh, – your family member. They're like, can I just come home with you? Yeah. 
I don't want to hang out in this yucky, dank cemetery. Maybe. Well, anyway, that's the superstition. Okay. Number seven, never have a welcome mat out the front of your house. I think you can probably guess where this one is going. But the belief is that having any kind of alt on welcome, like come in or whatever, is an invitation for any kind of entity to come in. So that means good entities are being invited in, but it also means if any bad entities rock up, they're also being invited in. And we have talked before on this podcast about vampires and vampire law and how they have to be invited across the threshold. Yeah, I learned that on this podcast. Yeah. So, you know, those new mats that they have nowadays where it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Would that be okay? I guess. That would be preferable, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't want either. Yeah. Well, you, everyone thinks that mine's dorky. Yours is kind of funny. <laughs> It is a little bit dorky, but it's also kind of funny. I have a front door mat that says come back with a warrant. And one day someone did leave a warrant uh, at my door. It was for the person who lived in my house before me, but... Didn't the cop say she liked it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't a cop. She was a, like a, a sheriff. Oh, yeah. You told yeah. me that. It's so weird. It's weird, yeah. Again, I'm not sure where this one started, but it's this one is more of like a witchy superstition. So I actually found, I think it was a TikTok that I watched that was like all different witchy ones. But I, I watched it after I'd done this. But you shoehorned it in? Well, no. It's I think it's because I was like researching this and then, you oh, know, my yeah, algorithms, algorithms changed. Yeah, my yeah. algorithm's like, oh, you want some witchy stuff? And yeah, yeah. I've been loving it. It's really interesting. Number eight, don't whistle at night. This is an Aboriginal one. That was one. really I've, bad. I've been told this one before. Like I've heard this. Don't whistle at separate. night. Yeah. Have you had any Aboriginal friends tell you this? Are you not meant to whistle at night? No. So basically if you whistle at night, you're alerting bad spirits. And I, I don't know what language this is, but Warrawirin, I think okay. is bad spirits. I don't know in what language group that is. Um, oh, I've written it down. Don't worry. It's Noongar. <laughs> um, so you're alerting them to where you are, basically. When I was looking like, this one up, I found that I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, when I was looking this one up, I found that it's also a thing in Indigenous American culture too. Oh, so yeah. that's interesting. There's also a similar belief in China and Korea. So that's interesting. It's like cross-cultural. Yeah. I just wonder how um, talking doesn't alert. Like how, do it, how making any noise wouldn't alert a spirit of your... I don't know, maybe whistling is special. Maybe they've got an ear for it. Yeah, like it's like a, a, a frequency thing. Yeah. In Native American superstition, the they think that you can summon a skinwalker by whistling. Hell yeah. Moral of the story is don't whistle at night. And if you hear something whistle back, run. Run where? Away. <laughs> okay. Got another good one for you. Number nine. Do you want to guess how many of these I've done? Fifteen. No, guess. Think about the topic. 13. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number nine. Don't place two mirrors across from each other or directly in front of your bed. So like doors, mirrors are regarded as magical or spiritual in a lot of cultures. So again, there are a lot of superstitions around mirrors. I found Mm -hmm. a heap of different ones. For example, seven years bad luck if you break one. That's a pretty common one. Apparently putting two mirrors across from each other can open a portal for the devil. But it's also not a good thing in Feng Shui because uh, it creates chaotic energy. So it would be if I walk into a room and someone had two mirrors facing each other, the thought that would come into my head is this is chaos. Yes. Okay. So I actually wrote at the bottom, it unsettles me to think about two mirrors facing each other. I don't like the thought of it, not because I think it's a portal for the devil, but because I don't like that because 
like a mirror, it's essentially the image getting passed back. So it's yeah, wouldn't like, it create one of those like visual things? It sounds really cool. I think I might try it when we finish this. There, there is a way that you can um, set up a mirror so it looks like an infinite mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. way to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hate the idea of that. So so I, I kind of get this one. It is chaotic having two mirrors facing each other. Well, it would just be ugly in a room. Yeah, but I guess there's also the thing of like, say you've got, say you've got your bathroom over there, and you've got your bathroom mirror, and then over in this corner you've got a little mirror up here. Or like just to do the back of your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. I don't like it. Oh, and superstition says it's bad, so don't do it. Number ten, it's bad luck to open an umbrella, an umbrella inside. Yeah, mum used to. to mum was that big one down, our, down our throats. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one is believed to have started in Egypt. It's thought that the initial basis for this one was that umbrellas shade you from the sun, which made them kind of magical because there's like the sun god. So the umbrella was like this magical object. Shield. Yeah. So as such, if you were to open one inside, you were being offensive to the sun god. How? Because you're like um, making fun of them. You're disrespecting them. They're sensitive. You're like, I can open this up and I don't even need it mm. to shield for mm-hmm. like something like that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I can... I can open oh, this up it's, wherever. It's so sunny in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not. In more recent times, it was also added that umbrellas are just big and unwieldy and opening one inside could break things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, again, I feel like this is this was made up by mums. <laughs> yeah. Who were like, don't open it inside. It's bad luck. Yeah, mum loved that one. We used to always, because for some, like, you know, you, you don't do things out of habit after a while. So mm-hmm. I never used to open an umbrella inside because of mum mm. and then when I started my job at, uh, in the city and we used to walk to work with umbrellas when it was raining we used to have a room where we'd leave them all open to dry off <gasps> um and fe- like it, it felt so wrong doing mm. it I mean now I do it all the time but it felt so wrong the first few times that I did it you're like is this legal yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't let don't let security see this <laughs> <laughs> Okay, number 11. This one's really interesting. Okay. Knocking on wood can reverse bad luck. Oh, my God. Quickly knock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like knock on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. Yeah. Or touch wood. Oh, yeah. Which is what we tend to say. So, yeah, this superstition probably started in England but could also be Indo-European or Celtic. It's very old. Okay. There are two different theories I read as for how this one started. The first is from Christianity, and it's that people would knock on a wooden crucifix for protection. The second, which I like more, is that it's based around the Celtic belief that spirits, good and bad, reside in trees. And so when you knock on the tree, you're either summoning a good spirit for protection or you're chasing away a bad spirit. I like the idea that spirits live in trees. I like trees in general. (laughs) When Frankie goes, when my cat dies, I'm going to get a massive pot and put her little body in it and then grow a plant out of her. Yeah. Actually, lay down. Yeah, you should get her cremated. No. No, you want her full body? I want her full body because imagine when she's fully decomposed, finding her skull. Oh, are you going to dig her skull out and like have it on display? Because how funny would it be? Oh, my God, yeah. Massive eye holes. Yeah. And, and then, like, like nothing, nothing there else. for the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. So um, there is another theory as to how Touchwood started. So 
there was a phrase that was used in a children's game in the 19th century. Um, this was in England. Kids apparently played a game called Tiggy Touchwood, which was like Chasey, but you were immune from being it if you could run and touch the nearest piece of wood. Oh, yeah. So they think that adults picked up the phrase touch wood from that. And Yeah, that makes sense. Like if, when you touch wood, you're safe. So like... It's like um, it would it would like carry on like oh we'll touch wood to touch be safe wood. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah. but I think that's why so in England and Australia we are more likely to say touch wood than no, knock, knock on wood, on wood yeah. knock on wood is kind of a bit more um, like of an Americanized version yeah 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 um, we still say it obviously because everything that happens in America kind of comes over here but spreads like a yeah but yeah. I don't know about you but as a kid I remember saying touch wood instead of knock on wood yeah and now um, people mm. say touch wood rather than knock on wood yeah exactly. Some other cultural differences, because this is like the touchwood thing is like across the world. Yeah. Uh, Italians touch steel instead. Turkish people knock on wood twice and Russians knock on unpainted wood. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Number 12. I like this one. I've got not much for it, but I just liked it. Don't chew gum at night. This is a Turkish superstition. And basically after dark, chewing gum is the equivalent of chewing human flesh. Now, they not quite, but okay. They don't say it's bad luck or anything like that. It's just like you're chewing human flesh. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. <laughs> Do you remember when you and I were, um, for some reason, we were sleeping in the same bed one night and I had chewing gum in and we fell, I oh, fell asleep yeah. with chewing gum in my mouth and it went all over the bed? Mm. Yeah, it didn't get me, but it went all in your hair. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. So I guess that's a reason to not do it because you might fall asleep with it in your mouth and then it will spill out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And, and it turns into like a molasses, liquid. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm. number 13. 13 is an unlucky number. Oh, good one. There are a few possible reasons for this one. Firstly, the religious angle is that Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, was the 13th disciple. Okay. In 1307, the Knights Templar were arrested, tortured, and mostly killed on a Friday the 13th. There's a possibility that lunar activity is the reason 13 is associated with bad luck because monks in charge of making calendars faced problems in years where there were 13 full moons instead of 12. Okay. Um, So that one's like, it's not bad luck, it's just inconvenient. Well, yeah, it would have been annoying for them. So maybe they were just like, like, it's bad luck here. Fuck number 13. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's also um, the fact that, well, not the fact. (laughs) Yeah, fact. (laughs) (laughs) There's also the belief that (laughs) the number 13 has also historically been associated with femininity because it's roughly the number of menstrual cycles that a woman will have in a year. Is that true? Yeah, because you have like one a month, roughly. If it's 12 months in a year. Yeah, but if if your cycle is like 28 days, then you will often have 13 periods instead of 12. Or you'll have like as many – I don't think that's true. I reckon – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test that out over the next year. Okay, track them. See if I care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for you, how many periods have you had this year? Well – Tell the people. Well, <laughs> well I've missed one, so – so you've had like what six? No, I've missed two now. So you've had like five, roughly. Yeah. And then you won't have any more for the rest of the year. Yeah, but I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> and I will frequently go like my um, cycle gets all out of whack. I'm not saying individually everybody has 13 periods a year. I'm saying that like that's roughly the amount that people have based on a 28 day cycle. I thought you were going to say it's associated with femininity because the number three has curves. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Because it looks like a, a booby. And a <laughs> it looks like a booby and a bottom. <laughs> so, yeah, they thought that because because it's like roughly the amount of menstrual, menstrual cycles a woman has in a year, it's, you know, to do with periods. So it's yucky. So that's unlucky. Yeah, 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 yucky, yucky, yucky. Um, another thing I read is that 13 being seen as unlucky could go back as far as Babylonian times when the 13th law in their code was omitted and I was going to say the name of the code but I didn't want to mispronounce it and sound stupid so I didn't write it down but now you idiot but now I sound like an idiot because I've said their code instead of calling it its actual name anyway 13 can also be good luck there are some cultures where it's seen as good luck I personally really like the number 13 I don't know why I just you know who else likes the number 13 Taylor Swift does she Mm -hmm. she always has it written on her hand why I don't know I'll find out Why does Taylor Swift like... Do you know another interesting fact? Yeah. There's a phobia of the number 13. It's known as Triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. Okay, I'd say that's wrong, but anyway. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so Taylor talking about why 13 is her lucky number in an interview. I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday the 13th. My first album went gold in 13 weeks. Also, my first song that ever went number one, it had a 13-second intro. I didn't even do that on purpose cute i like that anyway that is my sack full of superstitions your nut sack full of supers <laughs> okay um good i've got many more so if if you like that i i can do another one yeah sure why not i think maybe we should compile a few that i can do in a day do like a whole bunch in a day what's that music video by green day one and live without one yeah. and in that video clip the guy and it does everything that he's not supposed to do like he'll he, he looks in front of the microwave you know that one yeah yeah i could do that kind of thing yeah that'd be fun guinea pig thanks for listening as i say i don't know when this one will be uploaded so you might be listening to it at a really random time but thanks for listening regardless yeah tell your friends and we hope that um you enjoy it and don't kill spiders Knock on wood. Bye. Bye.